This is the To The Point Podcast. Together with our ERISA attorney, we'll explore key Affordable Care Act and trending compliance topics, all in 15 minutes or less. Now here's our host, Sarah Gillespie. Welcome to our To The Point Podcast. This is Sarah Gillespie. I am your host. I'm the Compliance Director at Lipscomb & Pitts Insurance in Memphis, Tennessee. And I have my co-host with me, our ERISA attorney, Stacey Barrow. Hello, Stacey. Hi, Sarah. So today we want to talk about the final rules expanding the exemptions from the contraceptive mandate. And so, Stacey, first, I'm hoping that you can remind our audience what that mandate was, bring us up to speed on where we were before these final rules were introduced. Sure. I mean, this mandate probably has, you know, one of the more storied histories out there um, as far as the ACA mandates are concerned. This contraceptive coverage mandate actually wasn't really part of the ACA that was passed in 2010. In other words, you know, when the law first came into effect, employers and, and all these interested parties out there didn't realize that one day they would be required to provide coverage for contraceptive services. Um, that was actually added in 2012. It was generally you know, required for plan years beginning on or after something like August 1st of 2012, um, and they expanded the ACA's preventive care requirement to include coverage for all FDA-approved contraceptive items and services. Um, and apparently, there, there are about 18 different methods of contraceptives that you can use. Um, and there was a pretty narrow exemption for religious entities like churches. <clears throat> Um, and then a few years later, there was the Hobby Lobby case in um, 2014. Um, Hobby Lobby, of course, is a you know a, a huge commercial chain of stores that happens to be owned by a relatively you know small group of family members. And so as a result of this Hobby Lobby lawsuit, um, HHS and the Department of Labor um, extended an accommodation to the for-profit entities that were closely held and that had religious objections to covering some or all of the contraceptives. Um, and then where we are, are today, over the last couple of years leading up to these most recent final regulations, um, in 2017, the Trump administration released interim final regulations that really expanded um, the exemptions and it created two new frameworks for employers to um, opt out of, of these contraceptive coverage rules. Basically, one of them is for employers with moral objections and the other one is for employers with religious objections. That's kind of the, the, the history leading up until the 2018 rules. Okay, and so then in just recently, in November, the Departments of Labor, Health, and Human Services and Treasury finalized two rules that expand the exemptions that were related to religious or moral objections. So what can you tell us about these two new final rules? 
So, so like I, I said, in 2017, they, they did issue interim final rules on moral and religious exemptions. And the reason why you probably haven't heard too much about companies availing themselves of the moral objection or the religious objection um, exemption is that shortly after the interim final rules were released, um, there were two um, court challenges to those rules um, that were successful. The attorneys general in California and Pennsylvania, um, in, in two instances, and in, you know, each of those federal courts granted a nationwide preliminary injunction to prevent these rules from going into effect. So essentially, um, you know, to act on those rules. Um, would have, or, or well, at least under the where the way the cases are proceeding, though, that it would be illegal. You know, you you can't currently avail yourself of these religious or moral objections because the regulations um, have been enjoined from taking effect. Um, so now, where we have these two final rules, it's basically an extension of the interim final rules. Um, you know, it's not clear how the courts are going to view these, but I think that because the final rules are largely the same as the interim final rules and then perhaps even expand the exemption a little further, I think the courts are going to be very likely to fold in these new final regulations into the existing nationwide injunction. Um, so. That's the way I think the courts are going to go. Um, the rules themselves, you know, like the interim final rules, you know, basically give companies additional methods to um, decline to cover some or all of the FDA recommended contraceptive vitamins and services. So, you know, there are some, you know, types of, of contraceptives like Plan B or Ella, which seem to be particularly um, problematic. Um, if an employer wanted to and they only objected to those two particular types of contraceptive, then they could just exclude those. Or um, if they had a, you know, a broader um, issue with them, they could exclude all of them. But again, they, they really shouldn't do it under these moral or religious objection rule sets because you know they are currently being litigated and the, the courts have not been favorable to them. But they found them to be violate violative of the Administrative Procedures Act. Um, and you know you, you are taking your chances, I think, if you avail yourself of these rules. Um, there, there are all kinds of actions that you know I could potentially see by employees who are aggrieved at, at that kind of um, you know, that kind of approach. So I guess what I would say is, um, you know, talk with counsel before you um, you know use these these new rules. Um, if you are currently a religious employer or religious affiliated employer, you have existing um, accommodations and exemptions from these rules that you can take advantage of. I would you know probably tend to recommend sticking with those established um, regulations that have not been challenged in court. Um, and then wait to see how things flesh out a little bit. 
So I think the message that we want to communicate with this podcast is that, yes, final rules were issued. Yes, they do expand the religious and moral objective exemptions um, to for-profit and non-profit, but... But, but talk to counsel. Make sure that this is really a direction that you want to go, that you can go um, because of all these reasons that Stacy has outlined and all the legal action that has been going on around them. So I think we'll just end on that note because it's always good to talk with counsel before you take extreme action like that. And so if you want to talk to Stacy or if you want to talk to me, please reach out to us. You can uh, reach Stacy through me, Sarah G, S-A-R-A-H-G at LPinsurance.com. And we thank you so much for joining this podcast. Please listen to one of our other topics, and we'll uh, talk with you next time. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, everybody. 